Hey guys, welcome to this special series of the Shebang Init podcast. This is a series that we're doing around our inductions. Uh, so this is made specifically if you're looking to join us or if you're considering a career at Shebang or if you've already joined us and are signed to get inducted into the system. Uh, I'm so excited about this particular podcast. This podcast talks about the solutions department. Yeah, where we deep dive into how the solutions department really functions, right, from a strategist level to the account lead to the group solution manager. So, if you're looking at building your career at Shebang, this podcast is for you from the perspective of joining the solutions team. Of course, we'll also have a separate uh, podcast for the design team uh, in the subsequent uh, session as well. But uh, I mean, listen in, watch the entire podcast, and we have a lot of important learnings for anyone looking to grow at Shebang. Okay, cool. Amazing, guys. So, uh, you know, as, as we know, this is a special series that we've done for people who want to join Shebang and, uh, you know, also people who just joined Shebang. So, if you've just joined us, then welcome to you. And if you're thinking of applying to us, then thank you so much for considering us. And we're also grateful that you want to work with this company. We've got some amazing people on this podcast. You'll see some of their names flashing below. Uh, yeah, and I think this is the core that builds the solutions department. Uh, so, if you're thinking of joining the creative core of the company or if you've just joined the creative core of the company, uh, this podcast really takes you through most of it. Uh, what you will see is timestamps below on this video. So, we've got like chapters within this. So, if you've joined as a solution strategist, then, you know, the first chapter is coming up for you. Uh, if you joined as an account lead, ideally you want to see the solution strategist stuff and then the account lead stuff. And if you've joined us as a group solution manager, you want to go all the way uh, through the podcast or just skip to your part. So, you know, that's how you can navigate this podcast. But we're going to talk a lot on this about uh, how the department works. So, uh, actually, I just want to put like, Akshay, maybe you can just start a bit with the context on, you know, what we do here. So, um, I would say at the core and at the heart of what we do as, as a team here is really integrating the creative side to the entire business um, in terms of how we, we get the briefs from the client, the way we service them, the kind of content we create, the kind of the way we actually take forward the vision of the client on all the platforms that we've got to deliver their work on. Um, so a lot of our job actually really is from the integration standpoint, from a creative lens, of course, um, where we really put together and dissect the, the different nuances of the solutions actually required to be serviced to the client um, and working with the other departments around the central solutions team to actually deliver some of these services. So it could be, you know, the SEO team, the media team, the influencer department, SMP coming coming together. But what we do at our core is really putting the entire solution together um, at the heart of what we do and then working with the other departments and sort of servicing the client yeah. to the best of our abilities. I just want to add here actually, you know, so like for the listeners who are there is that SMP is our motion pictures. Yeah. Uh, we've got, I think one of the things that we managed to do together and, you know, just guys, please add as you see fit. But I think, you know, one of the things we've been working really hard on over the last few years is this integration agenda. And you've spoken about the word integration multiple times. It's really about ease of business for the client. And it's about ease of work for the people who join the company and really how that work can really flow really well. So we've got production integrated. We've got photography integrated. We've got search integrated, media uh, we've got... Uh... Yeah, and I mean, I think we've taken the time out to build these verticals within the company itself, knowing exactly what clients want and how, like Akshay said, we are the solutions department, right? So how do we deliver the best possible solution that fits the client requirement in-house itself? Yeah. That's actually where the integration comes in. So the, I think the photography team was... The, one of the last verticals we developed because we saw that was a need for the client hmm. and in housing it just made it a lot easier for our teams to 
um, get the client brief and get it executed in a timeline and in a budget that the client uh, can spend on such an activity. That I mean, photography is just one. We also have media, SEO, tech, um, influencer, influencer management. So kind of building all of the verticals in-house itself to provide yeah. the complete solution. No, and I'm also really excited about, you know, I mean, while this is, you know, we've started to call ourselves a creative and technology transformation company. And there's the creative core, which is, you know, a lot of what you guys run. Yeah. And then there's the technology core, which has got the digital transformation, you know, the uh, creation of the ERPs, the CRMs, yeah. the data lakes, uh, the website development, the app development. You know all of those things, which is coming in another set of podcasts. But that's really exciting. I'm really excited about the place where we are in the company, you know. And but you guys play such a critical role with respect to you know just the way creative work is done for businesses. And I know that you guys and we have another podcast on the creative approach. So you know if you're going to apply to us for a creative role, you know you want to see two things. You want to see one is the uh, solution strategist part of this podcast, and the second is this. Uh, you know there's a creative podcast as well, which Aditya is going to do. So, uh, you know, both those places is where creativity takes a lot of center stage. So, I think maybe we want to jump first into the solution strategist role. Uh, you know, there, I mean, actually, before we do that, there's three roles, right? Like there's the, uh, you know, you guys are the vice presidents and below you guys are the teams which run the group solution managers. Uh, group solution managers have reporting to them account leads and account leads have reporting to them solution strategists. And, uh, you know, so maybe we start with the solution strategist first and uh, just, you know, in terms of the expectations from the solution strategist, if you're a solution strategist who's just joined Shebang, yeah. you know, what are the expectations? What is some of the advice that you'd like to give? So I think as part of being in a solutions team, I think the beauty of having a solutions team and especially an organization like Shebang that has this team is that it's not just pure servicing, right? You have the brains that go behind all of the work. And the beauty is that it's an integrated team. So it's not just um, doing the work that you're given on your particular brand, but you also need to have knowledge of cross departments across Shebang in order to give those correct solutions to your clients. So as a strategist, I think your primary responsibility is owning that brand, which is your baby, understanding it inside out, having absolute knowledge about what the brand, how the brand speaks, what it looks like. And I think that builds the base or the foundation for what you need to do in terms of strategic thinking or planning as you grow up the ladder. But at the core of the position, I feel like a solution strategist just needs to own the brand and be able to um, deliver on the daily responsibilities. I think we, we can all probably yeah like own the brand is a really good unit and i think yeah. there's two things that you spoke about which i think this will become another slug in our podcast also which is about the core versus the integrated you know we're going to talk a little bit more about that also and i think this applies across the board which is the core versus the integrated so maybe you want to just explain to uh, you know people joining in or you know people who wish to join just how we structure this core versus integrated structure in the company so um i think what Krishnama said is actually what I tell people when they're interviewing, your brand is your baby. So uh, as a solutions member, you're responsible for the day-to-day -day execution on the brand. Uh, the content, working with the designers to make the designs are done. The, you're the client POC. You have to get the brief from the client, understand it, uh, work to ensure what the client has asked for is delivered uh, in a creative or a video or you know whatever um, content format that they want. 
the core responsibility is that it becomes integrated when you work with another department so if mm. i am working with video to create uh, with smp to create a video then that's an integrated task if i'm working with the web team to make a landing page for a campaign or make um, a website for the brand that becomes integrated if i'm working with media for media spends that's integrated but at the core client poc get the brief understand the brief um execute the requirements your your core responsibility like you said is everyday creativity so that is something that we have in the solutions team as well where you are responsible for putting out the best creative work on a day to day basis on the brand mm. uh and i think your brand is your baby this is exactly what i tell people because as your brand grows just like a baby grows your responsibilities will increase on it so if you come in saying okay i need to know everything end to end on this that's where you will start um actually seeing your growth rather than just saying okay i'm only going to do this and this is my only responsibility no you have to look at the full digital landscape and everything that your brand can do i i think i want to touch upon this a little more as we go along the responsibility between the solution strategist and the account lead you know because i think that's something that we'll dive Little, a yeah, bit more yeah. into because you got you got the solution strategist who's owning everyday creativity correct and then you got the account lead who's responsible for assimilating the briefs understanding the consumer you know also Yeah. So like the you know I think the way we talk about it is the 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 creative the bridge and the brain so the creative being the solution, solution. strategist the bridge being the account right. lead and the brain being the group solutions manager I want to you know talk a bit more about that but let's talk more about the solution strategist and the creative and I think you know also as a company particularly with this service with creativity being in the heart of it you know I I think maybe Akshay you want to talk a bit more about how creativity at the heart of it why at the junior most level you know we want to encourage creativity at the heart of it because yeah. uh, you know as it goes across uh, creativity is part of the dna then as yeah. we do it yeah i think i mean i personally feel i think this i speak on behalf of everyone that you know um, the team is only as good as what we eventually execute right like i mean we can have great plans we can have a lot of fancy presentations but if we don't materialize that into actual execution it does not show in actual work and i think that's where the strategist plays a very very important part of getting things done very importantly um and keeping creativity at the heart because and getting things done beautifully beautifully yeah. exactly right? with craftful craftfully written copies or good art for example i think that really allows us to build a strong rapport with the client because eventually the client is looking also at the daily things um and we realize that the better the daily content the, the better the daily management the bigger are the campaigns we actually execute right because you're not fighting or not bridging the gap of your daily yeah right because you've already done that with the client and the client's happy now the next step is to take it to the next level and do something bigger which becomes the bigger campaigns and the larger manifestations of the campaign ideas as well yeah. right so um, the overall in the dna saying that you know if you can do the daily well automatically the bigger campaigns come through those and yeah. uh, the strategist is actually playing a very very important role in that place where he's really owning the entire creative on a daily basis yeah. um and that's what's really pushing the entire team yeah you know i, I love this uh, analogy that we talk also about like you know when people bring in shebang into their company what they infusing right. is everyday creativity into their company's bloodstream so yeah. this everyday wins that you talk about is yeah. actually that little bit you know that something that you can share with 
all the sales force on the team on the ground force saying that hey this is so creative yeah. uh, we're talking about obesity and this is how we've done the creative around that or we're talking about men's day and this is what Porsche has done on that yeah. so you know that just really enthuses the entire system and I think that's the vision that uh, actually at the base we want to try and bring all the uh, solution strategists with that you know infuse that everyday creativity into the bloodstream and actually that's the one key differentiating factor I would say that Shebang has over other agencies, they don't do it like that, right? It's structured very differently where you have a creative team that does that. I think it's amazing what we do here differently is because from that level itself, we're infusing creativity. We're saying you as a strategist are responsible for everyday creativity. The work that comes out needs to come from you. And that's how you become both strategic and creative at a very grassroots level. Yeah. I think that's a really big differentiating factor that works very yeah, well. Yeah, 100%. You know, as we groom also the... Uh, the teams that we build out exactly. and you know as we have this I mean we, we all keep talking shouting off the rooftop that we've got a global vision and that global opportunity that we have of taking the best creative talent from India to all over the world and the base DNA of it is that everybody's got to be creative you know and I just want to talk maybe a little bit Rohan if you want to come yeah, in I just want to add one point when I look at a strategist from a different lens altogether obviously they come to us maybe this is their first job or maybe like a job second, after, like yeah, second third, job yeah. That's it. So I'm not looking at more of a capability from their perspective. I'm looking at the energy, uh, looking at the enthusiasm, how we can channelize that energy into building them a proper creative strategist or a senior strategist in the next six months, one year. Because that's the way we'll build the company from ground up. Hmm. And that's the energy what we need in the company, which these young people can bring in yeah. and we can instill in the entire team. So that's a little bit of a different take than probably capability wise because they're extremely young new they might not know how to make presentations they might not know how to do strategy but yeah but that's so important you know that energy that you talk about and the Correct. energy that comes as an enthusiasm from Correct. everyday creativity so Correct. the moment that creative is really appreciated you see suddenly a, i mean you guys would have seen that right suddenly a different kind of energy once the creative goes through the system and people are appreciating and that's what a lot of the young talent that's joining us has that restless Absolutely. energy. Absolutely. I think also, you know, as we are evolving, we're seeing that the newer, younger workforce that joins us, yeah. you know, the the vision that they have on design or the vision that they have on writing, the energy of that is completely different. So that's what we want to actually invite with this. Absolutely. And just to add to that, I feel like while they're really new and they have a lot of energy, they also come with a lot of hunger to learn. And what Shebang or the solution team provides them is that opportunity through the integrated department. So you don't necessarily have to have um, be an expert at you know every other department. Like you don't need to have in-depth knowledge of how to make a website. But you're, if you have those basics or you learn them while you're at your go, then you become a jack of all and a master of none, which is in a way uh, very, master very of useful. Some. Master yeah. of some, yeah. yeah. Master um, of creativity, actually. Master of creativity and assimilating things yeah. together while being the jack of all. I think that's also a very important point that you bring up because, you know, and we, as we move to the account lead discussion, what you will see is that the account lead is a lot of like really putting the heavy blocks together yeah. while the, uh, you know, we talk about this part of the uh, solution mm -hmm. strategies dealing with different people. So I just want to touch a little bit on that also. Uh, but before we go to that, you know, in your own examples, like everyday creativity, how you unleashed within the solution strategies. Or like examples of great solutions, strategies who've unleashed everyday creativity within your own examples and you know what that's done for you guys if you want to talk a bit about that. So I would like to just talk about a couple of examples. One is Apollo Hospitals. Uh, so we are doing a lot of work for them. Uh, the space is also very interesting because because of the COVID obviously, uh, medical has become certainly the forefront of everybody's conversation. So the way we do work on Apollo, a lot of ideas come from solution strategies when it comes to like 
uh, a basic designs on either obesity or heart day this kind of creatives what we do uh, these are campaigns which we activate uh, along with the strategists who are coming up with ideas and the designs and the creativity what goes into it is as good as a print ad and you have seen some of the work on shabang pages as well mm. so that's one thing and second thing when we got upstocks as one of the clients and they came to us with a very unique problem that we have a very negative sentiment in the market how we can change that so we took a strategic approach to act the moment marketing game and uh, work on it so we have got so many features in last 6 7 months that the brand has been talked about a lot in digital social yeah. and people look at upstocks page as one of the pages where in moment marketing happens in the best yeah possible. and that's such a critical point you raise about the you know let's make every creative like a print ad yeah uh, because uh, you know it comes back to akshay the point you po- you said about the putting creativity on an everyday basis which just like excites the entire system yeah. uh, and i think the way to look at it is uh, you know i think over the last few years people have looked at digital content as content Correct. but now can every piece be looked at as a creative artistic piece Single which is piece. worth putting money on as yeah. a print ad or you and know. i think that's so important today because where we started from maybe 10 years ago when digital started coming up there were maybe 10 brands active on digital today you have everyone online it's so cluttered hmm. so your content really has to like hit that mark and be that ad that a person sees and remembers like oh you know posh did this for men's day everyone is going to be remembering this for the next 6 months and being like how do i create an ad that people are going to talk about for the next 6 months and yeah. like that's actually yeah, and the winning brands want. are the ones that are differentiated and consistent right Correct. like so you i mean how can i be consistently differentiated and that's the role that we want for the solution strategists actually i want to talk a little bit about also you know a lot of the solution strategists they come in and say hey i can't write that well hey i can't uh, you know i don't know how to design that well so what are we doing across the board and why should you know people who are excited to build a career that way uh, so there's two points here you know one is what kushnuma said about the strategists i think it's a fantastic career move because like you're sitting here you're driving creativity and you learn how to get creative so which is what you know i'd love for you to talk about and then there's the bits and pieces of following through on the website on the film so you really get a really rounded learning on stuff but you know what are we doing when people say hey i don't know how to write necessarily that well so, you know so what are we doing that in our so, system i think one it's a mental block i think block and write if we want to if we really put our heart and soul to we will write good copy and we will flourish in it and i think even for me it's always been a mental block that i can't write copy but if i if i want to i think i really can and um, i think proactively as nc what we do is that we really really train uh, people who come on the floor so we have an entire setup called the shabang academy which really does trainings right from copywriting to art to you know understanding seo fundamentals of media you know, planning um, and almost 10 sessions happen on a monthly basis wherein we are picking up on different topics and really grooming you all right from the fundamentals to also a slightly more enhanced version of the same topic um, but the objective of us actually doing that is that you know everyone is coming into an institution like a shabang not just to groom themselves as individual but also to grow themselves as as a personality right and i think that's what the academy is aiming to do in in the system no, and also doing really well and doing well i mean yeah. in the past i would say in the past year year and a half that we've been really active within the shabang system and externally as well we've trained almost 700 people right and and i'm just seeing the kind of results we're getting from the training people actually coming out with better copies better ideas better strategy and um, so i would say you know treat your treat your job role as a bank 
a of course you're working at a professional agency but also treated almost like an extension towards your college wherein you're learning on the job and i think the the excitement of being in a place like shabang would be that you get to learn a lot on the job yeah. um, and and there's so much you can actually add to your personality by you know attending these sessions more importantly and uh, what we yeah. feel is that you know, the more you attend the more you learn and uh, the more rounded you get and i think we've seen that many people have actually uh, maybe had an inkling towards a different department altogether they've realized that they have an inkling towards maybe seo or production and and people have actually switched their roles within the company after learning something new <coughs> within the system itself and i but, think that's an exciting place to be so sorry just to add here when people are switching roles within the company because they've been groomed as a strategist they yeah. have a good understanding of what can and cannot be executed so if a person is moving to say the tech team or the media team they have an understanding of what the brand is and what the brand requirement is and they i think they have the best of um this world as well as that and are able to work with the solutions team and provide better solutions rather yeah. than you know just i i mean i've seen this in the past when people come from other departments like consistently suggesting and it's just not going through yeah. and it's because they don't have an understanding actually of what the brand wants so generally when you start as a strategist and you move to another department you have a better understanding of exactly how the brand works what the clients want what is executable and then you come back with you know even solutions for us accordingly and and a lot of the material that comes in uh, to the solution strategist therefore comes in from the account lead or the group solution manager on brand thinking right yeah. Yeah. because that's that's where the roles interplay so i mean i should don't want it to seem like you know the hey the solution strategist is doing everything because we're kind of like saying to simplify what we're saying is that three things one is creativity 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 is like one thing second is know the consumer and the third is this bits and pieces of learning all of the other pieces of the puzzle which the heavy lifting is done by the account lead whereas the you know the follow through is done by the solution strategist so by the time you're then the account lead you have the ability to do the heavy lifting yeah. so i think you know that you kind know, of i just wanted to add one last point to what akshay was saying as to how shabang academy provides and helps people not just you know people from outside the industry but also people in our uh, office as well uh and there's an instantaneous result that i got from one of my solution strategists who attended one of these copywriting uh you know training sessions and oh, immediately wow. after half an hour he came up with a concept that we got an approval on like in one shot from the client amazing so he understood the kind of tone of voice that the brand needs to speak right and yeah. he owned it in you know in a few minutes so that's how you know no, no, I mean, uh, it yeah. adds that the beauty of the curriculum that we have internally is that it's not just like bookish knowledge is actually practical you know practical content practical learnings from real world examples and i think that's what differentiates us from most of the other content we find online you know this yeah. is really picking up real examples that have worked with brands and uh, i think when you learn from those it just becomes so much more simpler because you can see the result of the content or of the strategy as well yeah. um, and that's a big no and i think i mean that's a great point also because from the shebang point of view while we do a lot of you know in the outside world we see a lot of academy in the outside world in fact it's even more vehement in the inside world yeah. so that's uh, something that you know and i'm so glad to hear this what you're saying about uh, yeah. somebody who's brought, brought that switch you know so let's let's talk a bit about let's talk a bit so we've spoken a bit about creativity and rohan you give given some example anybody else wants to give examples of the everyday creativity so that's... a lot of the stuff that happens on fevi call is done by the strategist there are moments that are picked up and then you have the my strategist has a lens of does this work for fevi call or not like you have to have an understanding of what your brand proposition is does the moment tie in well and then we can you know do that everyday creativity it's not about fixing every moment 
you know with your brand it's about understanding and identifying that and i think the strategist on that brand does it really well yeah um so that's definitely one that i want to call and, out and you know when we're talking about the creative strategist and the solution strategist you know we've got two roles within the company one is the creative strategist and the solution strategist uh so you know how are you guys seeing that shaped quite differentiatedly from from where you guys sit so i mean from my point of view um the creative strategist should be working with the solution strategist on more long term solutions it's not that one post that they need to win on it's what's the monthly theme for the brand what are the kind of assets that we can create which is not part of your day to day like what are those stand alone things that you're going to do um maybe a video maybe a influencer tie up uh, you know how do i take it to the next level the the base i'm expecting the strategist to have the creative strategist comes in and works with you to take it up a notch um yeah. there you know i mean the analogy that we speak about right like the creative strategist and the solution strategist both responsible for everyday creativity and as we put out you know i mean our uh, the way we put it outside is that the creative strategists get involved to try and get a page with 500k plus likes to carry us you know saying that this is that amazing yeah. and the solution strategists try to get a page which is uh, 100k likes to carry us correct um, you know and at the same time we talk about the creative strategists as like boosters to the plane yeah. when you want to add it in in campaign time uh, but i think also just you know just the point to make is that you know if you're trying to choose a career with us or even building your own career you know whether you choose to apply as a creative strategist or a solution strategist because the solution strategists we're keeping creativity at the dna mm -hmm. but also making people who want to be leaders who can govern a lot of people and govern a lot of brand strategy whereas the creative yeah. strategists go up the route of you know really unlocking creativity at the core of it you know so th that kind of those boosters which come into the campaigns that you guys do so you know like I, you said that for the boosters yeah yeah and i i think also for me the for me the differentiation is solutions is uh if you join as a strategist and you grow up your understanding of the client business improves um and therefore strategy improves and creative like you rightly said unlocks more creativity and they kind of work together to be like hey this is what the business needs okay hey this is how creative can solve for it so yeah. how when, to make it more visible distinct yeah, at exactly. like really higher levels because we speak about everyday creativity and then there's the creativity that really transforms businesses Correct. and then as you go up the level that's the creativity that then transforms businesses so i think that's amazing as a like yeah. interplay between Correct. the two I, i i mean they are different but they do work together yeah so yeah. what you learn as you grow is significantly different but you have to still work together to get the best solution for your client yeah And i think the solutions strategist also provides uh you know that framework under which a creative uh, strategist can add their creativity because as a strategist in the solutions department you are like the gatekeeper for the brand hmm. you understand the brand you know what works what doesn't and you can give that direction to a cre creative hmm. strategist to unleash their with the with the account lead, lead yeah. yeah with the account lead like the framework, the framework is, is you know maybe we can just move that now to the account lead yeah. you know because it's a good point and yeah. uh sorry maybe we may not you know we'll have the time slugs going in and out but uh, you know to the account lead because the account lead is then more playing that gatekeeper role mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. you know kind of really deciding when to pull in the creative strategies when to pull in the solution i mean solution strategies always on for the brand but really when to you know bring in the creative strategies and when to bring in the creative team how to distill the briefs uh you know how to sense what 
the solution strategist is doing with the consumer. So, you know, the other agenda that we're driving now more is consumer obsession. So, like, you know, this maybe you can start with this interplay between uh, solution strategist and account lead when it comes to understanding consumer. So, maybe I actually want to talk a bit yeah. more about like what we're trying to drive with consumer obsession at the strategist level and how does that tie in with the account lead? Yeah. So, um, I think everything stems from understanding the consumer, right? Like, whatever content you write, whatever campaigns you plan, it stems from really understanding where consumer is coming from, what are his worldviews, what are his backgrounds, because, you know, sometimes sitting in a cushy office like this, you forget that your consumer might not be the kind of people who we are, right? And uh, and a lot of times that we we misrepresent them in the kind of ideas we come back to the client with. And uh, we've realized this along the way that it's important that we spend a lot more time really talking to the consumers. And that's something we try to inculcate in the teams that can you at least talk to five consumers on a monthly basis? It's a program that's sort of in the works right now, which we probably put out very soon. But um, eventually, can you talk to at least five consumers every month just to get a perspective as to what kind of content are they consuming? What are their problems? How, how is the brand going to add um, you know, any value to their lives or probably solve a problem in their life? Um, I think once that actually starts coming in within the DNA of really asking the questions and getting the answers from the consumer, that's when the, the, uh, the creativity and the content will flow a lot more simpler because you'll know exactly what you're writing for and exactly what you've got to communicate. So um, I think that's one integral part of how we're going to try getting more consumer you know, yeah. mapping and centricity into the DNA of the strategist for sure. Of course, while we have the entire consumer team who, who works on more extensive researches in the company and publishes a lot of you know, research papers and does larger uh, research you know, uh, I think activities, but from a daily basis, we're going to try inculcating a lot more consumer speak. Um, of course, for now, we've been doing a lot of Google Forms which is the simplest way of deriving data, but that's still... Yeah, I think we need to go to the... So we're now starting to speak to them because otherwise exactly. it's the, you know, it's the echo chamber mentality that, yeah. you know, which you're speaking about, which is that you kind of have certain assumptions about the consumer if yeah. you don't really connect or interact with them. And, you know, that, I mean, at the end of it, being a creative company, connections and being able to connect emotionally with people is so important yeah. to be able to delivering good work. So, Correct. you know, that, that's also where like a TL plays an important role because as a team lead, it's not just your responsibility to get a brief executed, but also to understand and decode the brief. Yeah. Very often what we get from a client is my target audience is male and female, 25 to 54, living in tier one and two towns and cities. And that's where it stops. Yeah. But who is this consumer actually at the core of, you know, yeah. of like a 25 to a 35 year old will behave very differently from a 36 to a 50. Um, so what is that? What is that distinction? How do you bring that out? I think a TL plays a very important role in trying and understanding yeah. a consumer. De in Even a trying to put emotions to what is 18 to 25, yeah. right? Like, you know, this is 18 to 25, but what are the emotions around that is a lot of where that work is going with respect to really understanding consumers. So, you know, the, the strategist and the account lead, that's where the bridge, like you correctly said, meets, you know, sir. So the strategist is more talking to the consumers with the account lead present. Uh, but the account lead is kind of assimilating yeah, some of those lessons yeah. uh, and just yeah, making sense of it, making yeah. sense yeah, of the insights and then making them more actionable, yeah. which can again be percolated down to the creative team or to the other departments as well. From that yeah, yeah. And you know, one thing I've, I mean, I've personally learned in this journey um, is if you take something back by a consumer insight to a client, it's going it's to get removed very Absolutely. quickly. Yeah. If, yeah. if yeah. like he said, we sit in 
cushy offices and we sometimes forget and we take ideas yeah, which we have a nice like, office <laughs> <laughs> but we take ideas which the client is just like but why and the minute you you show them that thinking which the account lead brings because yeah. the, that account lead has done the base work and is now moving on to the next level once if you presented with that thinking it's very likely it's going to get approved in one or two goals and i think that's the role the account lead really brings to the monthly planning the decoding of briefs the um, you know the the short term goals that the even the writing of briefs right for the creative yeah. teams Absolutely. because yeah. you know better creative people i mean creative people perform best when, when the, the brief, brief is really sharp, sharp with yeah. a strong consumer insight and really that system is what we are encouraging more and more inside of shebang because just getting that together is is what will unlock amazing work you know it's all about structuring and adding to the framework like the one who says okay this is what the task is this is what we need to do setting aside that this is what the strategist needs to do this is what defining the roles of the, the team yeah. as well when Absolutely. the task comes that's why you call it the bridge right like just Absolutely. bringing all together. the elements together like interacting with you know as you guys spoke about the integrated part of the company uh, or rather the other departments which form integrated in the minds of solution being a bridge to them as well as being the bridge to the creative guys as well as being the bridge to solution yeah. taking the brains from the group solution manager yeah. bridging into the work that you know that that we do and we put out yeah. and and you were i was just saying that you know, even from a learning standpoint like we have many enterprise uh, tools already on board at asha bank which uh, potentially becomes a big learning for anyone coming onto the floor for the first time you can learn talk worker we have an scm rush we have a similar web we have a fleet by kujam so many tools to actually learn how to derive more data of course could be secondary in nature but at least just getting your hands dirty with how tools work specifically in our domain um, which again becomes a big learning curve you know as you grow in the industry as well yeah i, I think also you know i think we need another podcast just deep diving into how to get consumer research out because i feel like that is so interesting and deep as a topic but you know maybe just you know before we move on from that topic and come again back to the account lead just any kind of uh, like advice you have or any experiences that you guys have had while interviewing consumers which has really helped you get into the skin of consumers because i know we're doing more and more of this across teams i mean if you're watching this and you're already in a team at shebang you will realize that a lot of this is what is in motion right now so it's not 100% compliant across teams but soon will be but uh, you know and that's why we're kind of putting it out here right now because that's what we want to feed into the new blood that comes into the company as well as you know the new teams that we build but you know as some of you are doing this research any uh, you know advice that you have on like how to get the most out of consumer interactions so to add to that we have a consumer research team also within shebang and we're doing a lot of work with them as well so there's a brand that we're recently working with that i can't disclose a lot of information on but what happens is within your tg like kushnuma was mentioning your 18 to 24 and your 24 to 35 the interest the preferences are so different that you can literally market each idea literally specific to that tg and your your tactics your strategies become that much sharper because now you're understanding that tg to a very grassroots level what moves them what works for them what is so the so i want to talk a little bit like. more about that grassroots right sure. like how do you get somebody to open up because you know that's where the that's basis of question. ideas i i mean i think it comes back to the questions right someone actually told me they were like don't ask them the questions the brand wants to know ask them questions to understand them as a consumer yeah. so what happens very often is in a rush where like okay this is my strategy and these are the gaps so i will ask them questions to fill in the gaps and they're like no talk 
to the person as the person mm. understand them don't give them a prescribed question that you are looking for a prescribed answer on yeah. then you're not understanding the consumer properly yeah, think, like don't interview them like have a conversation right? yeah. exactly yeah. yeah so that's the basics of uh, research right yeah. you need to have your eyes and ears open yeah. then asking more questions you listen to them and Absolutely. understand what they're trying to say because obviously there are Lines between the lines, also you have to dig out and come yeah. up with insights on that. Yeah. So that's the beauty of research and consumer understanding in terms of, like for example, like you said, a uh, lot of the brand comes to us say that this is the cold TG we have, but once we actually go and slice it down, for example, yeah. if you're talking about a metro versus a tier two or tier three, the mm. behaviors, the consumption patterns, the even their fears, interact. right? Like how do you get people? I mean, how do you put people in a place which is comfortable enough for them? to unleash their fears and I'm just doing this more for the solution strategists that join us because yeah. you know I mean at the same time I understand it's challenging because as a solution strategist like you said it's your first second third job likely which means you've just come into the world and of of working and you know you're kind of trying to navigate that and you're just trying to get your head around that also and you're going into an interview of course the account lead is with you but you're going into an interview you kind of like are like you know what the hell I'm just maybe I'm just going to take some of this stuff and ratify what my idea is because that's the trap that we can get into uh, but what we really want to encourage our solution strategists is to be more just be more free to be able to get that person to open up so yeah. like what are some of the things you guys have done to get people to open up so one of the things I always tell my team is try and put yourself in the consumer's shoes because very often as marketers, we get into that whole trap of, you know, my idea is this and this is how it's going to work and this is what I'm going to do. This is the big stuff. Um, we often forget that if we were in the shoes of the consumers, would that really even appeal to us? Hmm. Would we even relate to it? Hmm. And that's the lens I feel like we really need to as So you put, you put your hat on which is that I'm in the consumer shoes so like just talk a bit more about that like when taking an interview so while taking an interview I mean if I had to get if I have a, a, a set of questions that I need to ask them I'll probably leave it a little more conversational and probably ask them okay so if I want to know what their media consumption habits are I'm probably not going to go straight with that question but I'll probably ask them what they do in their free time oh really you do this and do you also watch TV do you also surf the web and I'd let those answers come from them hmm. and understand what they want because a very interesting, you know, uh, example that we currently recently had with our brand Garnier was they gave us a brief for a hair color campaign hmm. and the TG for us was, uh, you know, women uh, in the age group of, group of about 21 to 35 in metro towns and cities. And when you say metro, our South Bombay brains directly went to, you know, your, your, English-speaking audience, people who probably consume Netflix. But when we actually spoke to the audience, um, we found that these are women in tier one towns and cities. They don't hmm. necessarily speak English. Hmm. So when, when we got back to the drawing board and when we saw the idea we needed to work around, it, the idea was predominantly an English-first film that we were you know, suggesting. We wanted to change that to a more English film or a vernacular film yeah. after speaking to the consumer. And that was just one of the insights that we came back with. We yeah. came back with a lot of misconceptions that were broken hmm. at that point. I think also so, just want to add here, you know, for us at Shebang, also a little bit of our 
I, I, audiences have a bit of a misconception we are South Bombay based company. Uh, but you know, I think this, these are the efforts we're taking and actually anybody from all over India is welcome to work with us because we but really we are really encouraging that we have a lot of people yeah no, exactly like we're not a south bombay company we yeah. have so many people from actually it's really funny because we have people across the country so if there is um a client who wants to do something in west bengal i pick up the phone and call the person in calcutta and be like do you have three people i can talk to like yeah. But yeah. not a South Bombay company. Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, I just wanted to, I just wanted to add that I'm in because you know sometimes Bombay. they get that. <laughs> so, no, I mean it's yeah. not something that you said. It's just sometimes yeah. that's a perception that it people have of us. So I just want to you know maybe use this opportunity to try and. Uh, we have Delhi Bangalore as well. We have yeah. Bangalore. We have Delhi. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, and I, I think that's a great point. Also, Isha, maybe you want to talk a little bit about you know how we use uh, research on online platforms we read up on there before we go into the research yeah. you know when it comes to moms babies you know that kind of stuff so um one of the brands that i manage now is for baby care that's actually a new category for me as well uh and before talking to consumers what the team did collectively is uh join all the mommy groups follow all the competitor pages and go through the comments on all the posts we've yeah. actually done a maybe 50 60 slide presentation with just screenshots saying this is what moms are talking about we see these questions um related to breastfeeding related to postpartum depression related to rashes like they've they've actually found out what the consumer is saying by social listening yeah they've done that and then the next step is obviously talking to actual moms yeah. but no i feel like that's also so good because it kind of ties into the point kushma that you said about like wearing the hat of the consumer so in a way you're kind of wearing the hat of the consumer by going into their world uh, on a screen yeah. Yeah. and then you're like assimilating a bit of that inside you and then you're going into the world yeah. of the consumer as the consumer so going with a lot more humility and a lot and, more openness and I, and um on this particular case i think it was extremely helpful because all of a sudden the team was like oh there's so much more in the mom universe that we can talk about yeah. we were so focused on what the brand wanted to talk about but we're like you know yes we do have to talk about our products and we that is why we're um existing on the platform but if we're not talking to the target audience about what they are concerned about then they're mm. not going to come to the page and talk to yeah. you if i'm so far away from reality on the brand page you're not going to have that community who wants to come who wants to talk to you and then subsequently like even buy into yeah. the brand so and i feel like that's where the you know the beautiful interplay between the solution strategist the account lead and then the group solution manager comes in because you have like the solution strategist and the account lead listening in Yeah. The account lead is then assimilating, saying, "Look, this is what the brand stands for." Uh, because obviously, if the solution strategist knows what the brand brand stands for, account lead is expected to know even better what the brand stands for because they got like solution strategists reporting into them, uh, and then saying that, "Okay, this is what the consumer is saying, but these two three lenses are very important from the well, brand's point of view." Well, yeah. So this is what we're then going to take to the customer, and which is then what the group solution manager taps in even more brains into to refine it, and you know that's what. enables you guys as uh, you know vice presidents to have refined conversations with the larger level customers you know because all our customers i think most of the things that we're hearing from our customers that we know what tg is as tg but we don't know what tg feels as emotion mm -hmm. and that is one of the things that we bring to the table so i mean i, I, I think this is for anybody who's joining as account lead as well as 
solution strategists and I, I think what we what we would encourage or are in the process of driving more encouragement office for the group solution managers also to sit in once a quarter at least understand get out of the echo chamber because then you got that and you got the magic of everyday creativity which is you know the point that you raised about every ad being a print ad or I mean I know it's I mean print ad is a little archaic but you know every ad being an ad you can put 10 lakh rupees on you know right. so you can put it as a digital boost or a spend but like it's something worth putting money on and the magic of that is really what the uh, you know the unleashing unfolds so I think that is covering uh, the everyday uh, you know the solution strategist bit uh, really and uh, you know Nikki I want to ask you a little bit about you know some of the maybe as we round up this section you know what are some of the uh, things that you look for saying that okay this is a successful uh, solution strategist in attitude and temperament you know we've spoken about the skills and you know what are some of the favorite solution strategists do for you in terms of attitude and temperament I would say it's it's honestly the energy I think someone said the energy that they bring in right the vibe that they bring in because uh, shebang in general you know I love the culture that we breed here uh, I think anything and uh, like whenever I've spoken to someone who's probably trying to join into shebang or has joined you know, or has spent in some time the major thing that they always point out is the culture that we breed in and that starts from ground zero right mm. and uh, it's the openness and uh, the fact that they're boosting with energy they want to learn and it kind of amalgamates the whole core and the integrated part as well you know you're not restricted to doing just one job right you're able to get into different parts I have had senior solutions and solution stats come up to me uh, very openly saying hey Nikki I'm interested in doing something related to media or I want to do something into you know motion Uh, So that it's not just one task that they're doing and you know we have these open conversations right we're all approachable in nature as well so uh, as a culture and that happens because you have that open culture as well. So I think that's something that uh, so the openness, least, the energy, yeah, the willingness yeah. to learn, the just jumping in, you know, any, any yeah, you need to be like, you know, like out there, you know, you you need to have that hunger. Yeah. Uh, so that really, you know, takes you through. Yeah, I know. Just I mean, also, while we're talking about hunger uh, for all those listening, a lot of the work that we drive through the Xiaomi stuff on, you know, that's some of your team and, you yeah. know, a lot of the cool stuff that you guys have done. So, uh, you know, just now going into the account lead. You know, and as we talk a little bit about the account lead, we've spoken a lot about the solution strategies and the interplay between the solution strategies and the account lead and really talking about the account lead as the bridge. Um, so maybe Akshay, if you want to set us the agenda on, you know, like just the framework on the, this bridge that we talk about the yeah. account lead. So, I mean, typically an account lead comes with about two and a half years of experience. You know, it could be Action Bank, could be from somewhere else. So, so typically they have worked across the board. They've worked with a, a bunch of brands in the past. They, they have a category understanding, they have an understanding of how the industry is shaping up. They have, of course, done a few campaigns in the past. So uh, this bridge typically is a role wherein they're adding some more sense to the overall client briefing, to the client problems, um, which sort of becomes the base on which everything else starts to sort of build from. Um, and, and then that goes down to your, your creative strategists, your solution strategists, and then they sort of start building the execution from those builds as, as well. So the account typically is doing the, the role of the gate, gatekeeper who's really, you know, talking to the client often, front-facing a lot of the conversation with the client from a slightly more strategic standpoint, um, you know, understanding the client problems, getting the briefs. Um, I think getting the briefs becomes a very, very important part of their job because eventually, you know, uh, 
how good the creative is is a function of how good the brief also is. So if you can really ask the right kind of questions, document it in the right kind of format, um, and get the client to really think of those questions a little more in detail, the kind of uh, derivatives you can get from those nuances will be a lot better as compared to getting like a one-line brief saying, I want to launch a product in this market. Right? If you can actually dig a little deeper and ask the client the questions about why should someone buy it or what the USP is or how can I make a difference to the, the consumer's life through my product or service. Um, I think those questions really go a long way in helping us build the strategy. Um, and that's where the accounting really comes in, into adding sense to the overall client brief and then disseminating that to the rest of the team. Yeah, no, I think you've raised some fantastic points to just open up a lot yeah. of the conversation here, which is, you know, about asking the right questions yeah. to the client. You know, and within that, there's also like, I know we spoke a little bit about how to get the consumer to open up, but also let's talk a little bit about how to get the client to open up, you know, so that's one part of it because, you know, as an open consumer is as valuable as an open client and you know, both are equally valuable to writing a good brief. And then there's, you've raised the point about structuring a good brief. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you also raised the point about like really allocating, allocating you know, so when to go into the details, when to get out. So like it's uh, it's somewhere allocating work but also grooming the team becomes one very important part of their function because eventually even their growth is determined by how their strategies grows in their roles as well. So, Absolutely. Um, and that becomes very important for the account to really grow and become a GSM in the future when we're in the next couple of years, right? So, um, so a lot of the grooming happens at this level plus delegation also happens yeah. simultaneously. And our typical account leads, you know, just for those watching, our typical account leads are handling maybe three to four customers. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, then you kind of like get from three to four customers and you go into a group solution manager level where you're then handling maybe between Eight six to, to 12, 12 customers, 12. Yeah. Yeah. you know, like as you go along the journey. So that's, that's really where it is. But, uh, you know, so you're coming as a strategist, you're coming handling one customer. At best, maybe two, yeah. uh, but really driving consumer understanding, driving creativity, driving a bits and pieces of the understanding of the integration. Uh, and really, you start to really, really integrate with the company at an account lead level, you know, because you you really start to have more say in driving the direction at, you know, at an account lead level. So I think let's talk about the account lead in these three parts. You know, it's a great uh, framework of what you've just outlined, which is the, the brief. And, you know, writing a good brief, second is getting the client to really open up. And third is, you know, about this... The grooming, the growing, the Grooming and, you know, and, and the integration. So four points, actually. Yeah. So the so let's let's talk about those four points a bit. Maybe we want to start with, uh, you know, one of you just... We start with the brief, you know, because that's, that's so critical to the account lead success. Um, you know, so what is for you guys, uh, as account leads write briefs, what is for you constituting a good brief? It actually includes a lot of things. I'll start uh, and please do pitch in because there's so much that we can ask in terms of a good brief, right? Very often we do have clients who come around with a one line brief and we do have to go back and be like, okay, but we want more information because the more distilled the brief is, the better we can actually articulate and come back to you with, you know, our communication strategy and our campaign and all of that. So it's definitely starting from two things. One is the consumer and the pain point. Like what is the objective? What are you trying to solve? Um, so if it's a business problem, or if it's a new product, or we need to get that first outright of what is it that we're really trying to work towards, and who is the consumer, where is he based, and again into the nuances of the consumer, like we Yeah, so I, I just want to add here, like nuances means like, do you want to, I mean, as much as do you want to get repeat trials, or do you want to get yeah, them yeah. to try for the first time? Absolutely. Do you want to create just aura and hype, 
do you want to drive conversion you know there's yeah. so many of these within the funnel itself right yeah. whether it's awareness whether you want to do consideration whether you want to do conversion there's so many things that you want to understand in terms of an objective also and in terms of the consumer what are they what are their interests what is their demographic where are they based if you want to include media you will want a lot more understanding of that as well um then obviously you know understanding price points of the product understanding competition, competition yeah yeah and uh, understanding whether there is a proposition already we have to come back with a proposition so it's a lot of cross questioning of mm. uh, you know how much can we understand the consumer the audience the sorry consumer the audience how much can we understand the the objective what is it that we're launching and uh, you know in terms of what we need to come back with then and, like and one more thing is the market why do you pick the market why is it going to work in this market yeah. um Hmm. digital allowing you to do region targeting makes it very important like regional languages is that important do i change basis the consumer behavior in the market and add yeah. in west bengal is different from maharashtra is different from tamil nadu very like just a, a proper understanding of why they have even chosen to do this yeah. in a market yeah. makes a big difference yeah. and kind of gives up as the upper hand in making that creative at the end of the day that will work in that also area also budget budget is really yeah. important yeah budget. yeah i know <laughs> and then we come budget. back to your own but yeah like your point on on budget right like what is the scale and scope of how much they want us to come back on whether it's big ideas whether you want just hygiene what is the level so budget is really important also touch points hmm. if they have certain touch points in mind yeah. sorry rohan was yeah. saying so i just wanted to add to both of you what you were saying uh, one fundamental thing i think the al needs to do is to take a business brief from the client and convert that into a creative brief for the internal team because that's what drives the business in the end people come to us for business solutions and the creative ideas so that there's always a difference when it comes to brief received from client and creative always is that i'm not understanding what the client is trying to say yeah. that's a very key role for account lead to convert the business brief into a And really have both brief. together, right? Here's the business brief, and here's Absolutely. the creative brief. So and with their experience, they can come back with solutions. They can come back with understanding of the consumer or a business, and translate that to the creative team internally. Yeah. To tell them what needs to be done, and these are the actionable KPIs we have to actually achieve yeah. out of this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely you know as we build out academy also that's one of the agendas that we will definitely this brief writing and really yeah. the different kinds of some of the points that you know I we should be already have I mean on our wikis we already have a lot yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Led. So, just for you know, people who are not part of Shebang, if you're part of Shebang, and you, or you're just joining, we have a Shebang wiki where we have a lot of preset information put. There's a wiki for the academy where we have a lot of the trainings put. So, you know, a lot of that is there. But, uh, but I think that's a great point you raise about the creative brief versus yeah. the business brief. And uh, you know, maybe you want to talk a bit more about one level deeper into like what's the difference between a creative brief and a business brief. So, for example, a client might come to you saying that my market is stagnant, or my sales are not happening, or competition is eating up into my market share. So now the creative probably will not understand what they're trying to say or do. Hmm. But once you convert that into some of the observations or insights, saying that the consumer is feeling this, hmm. and uh, they are probably losing out the market share to a completely different category in all in itself. Hmm. So, can we include formats? Can we include Content strategy can be influencers. That kind of stuff. If these are the pointers given to creative to work on, which will combine that into a business strategy in itself. Yeah. No, I think that's such a great point, right? Like because that is a fantastic example. Because you're saying I'm losing market share, and I want to gain back market share, but 
really then go into the why why are you losing right. market share and how right. that will tie back in is with the consumer yeah. you know and that comes back to consumer understanding that comes back to category awareness that comes back to pricing sensitivity because okay here is you know to the point that you raised which is that here is what the competition is priced at and i'm going and speaking to consumers and i'm understanding that these consumers are super super price sensitive or that these consumers are not price sensitive at all but they care about the fact that they want to be treated like kings Correct. so you know then the tone and the emotion of the communication will completely change uh, because you have some brands who have an, an a personality which is uh, more like uh, arrogant or a little bit more uh, you know up there with respect to the way they communicate some brands are more Uh, with a servitude and you know we've got that entire brand personality matrix also that a brand can choose in so choosing that in the interplay with that is a fantastic point nikki anything to add to the motivators that really work for the person you know yeah. if they if they look up to experts then you want to add that angle so it's also understanding not only uh, what is the pain point but also what motivates them to yeah. you know buy or you know do I that th- i think if, like to sum it up you have to understand what needs to be done from the client but you have to translate it to why when you're giving a creative brief yeah so that that's how the accountly needs to be able to be like okay i know what has to be done now i have to understand why and then i have to give that to creative yeah. and work with them on the uh, creative comms yeah. and the strategy that will help solve the work yeah and i mean we, yeah, we don't always yeah, yeah but this you know it's so beautiful because if you just put it all together yeah. you have the strategist doing the creativity and you have the account lead and understanding the consumer and you have the account lead you know really orchestrating the right kind of questions and putting these amazing briefs together which really drive forth and you know i mean sometimes it's an interplay right because on an everyday creativity you won't have the time to put so much brief because yeah, we are working yeah, in a absolutely. really fast world but maybe routinely doing these briefs so you know like what would be the practices you would you guys would encourage to account leads to you know really get this briefing perfect uh, you know i think i mean i just want to start with that like one thing that i want to start with is i think always in the world of advertising it's always like the clients not giving me information but i think the all, the question that i would try to put and that's one of the agendas we're trying to drive at shebang is what's your right to the information you know why should somebody open up information to you because today we're in a world which is where you know like i mean we're already talking about how data is as important as oil and knowledge is key and knowledge helps you win in the marketplace you know the example that you beautifully illustrated is the knowledge of knowing why the market share is falling is the make or break of that business Correct. and you know the question is why what's your right to information mm-hmm. so a lot of our account leads you know what we're trying to drive forth and that's what we want in the new people that join the company also is that what's the right to your information you know can you if you know that calcutta is a market can you already do a bit more about that consumer in that market can you do a bit more about the competition yeah. in that market and really put it in front of the client and say that look this is what's really happening now tell me a bit more because always we're asking the client saying that you know tell me a bit more otherwise i can't do anything yeah. and that's really where we're going to be differentiated you know cut above the rest also that attitude is what i would say is like the one of the things that i would say but anything else that you know i mean sure you guys have had multiple experiences with building great briefs i would just like to add right in three sentences if i can put it first one would be on the lines of getting a brief from the client the second one would be refining it Hmm. as to what you've understood and the third one would be breaking it down whereas uh, you know that's exactly why you do your competitor analysis you understand what you've gotten from the brief you understand hmm. the product or the service you understand the price point how hmm. is that catering towards a particular audience 
uh, if there is a certain product in competition, how has the market or how has a different competitor taken that space? Hmm. What is the tone of voice they've adapted to or adopted in general? And then you further go back because it's okay if you don't have all the answers on your first briefing call, right? Hmm. You can always set up a second briefing call where you have done your own research and hmm. then you go back to the client saying, this is what I've gotten from your brief and I want to build it further so that I have a clear communication that goes out to my creative team. Hmm. Hmm. Alright, so that was the end of part one for solutions, uh, getting a job at Shebang, getting into Shebang, getting inducted into Shebang. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that. We're going to be linking to this part two. Uh, so if you've seen it this far, the second part has a whole lot more in terms of insights. We go a lot deeper into the way the system functions. So we hope you enjoy that and see you on that one. Uh -huh.